0: This episode was recorded at the I.O. Theater. The I.O. Theater is home to Chicago's best improv comedy with shows seven nights a week. They offer classes in improv, writing, and more. Visit ioimprov.com for a full schedule.
1: My name's Peyton. Come on over cause we're still waiting. It's movie night and we're both gay. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night.
0: Hi! Hi. This is Queer, queer movie, night. movie Night. I'm
1: Deb. And I'm Peyton. Um, and this week it's my pick for the movie. What did you pick? <laughs> um, I picked the 1982 movie Making Love. Sounds sexy. Um It's it's pretty tame. <laughs> it actually is pretty tame. I thought it would be sexier, Not sexier. The, wait, it's yeah. a sexy movie. Yeah. I thought it would be I think that's part of like mm. the I think that's part of the reason they chose the title was like it leads you to think it's sexy but it's actually like about a like really romantic serious. love story, yeah. yeah. Um maybe and... they were
0: making love together like not with the...
1: Not with bodies. Not
0: with bodies, but with their hearts.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, of Actually, the fun fact about this movie is that, like, um, it's probably the first uh, gay movie that had a wide release in theaters. It's um, big. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, and it came out uh, one year, I think, after Desert Hearts. Um, and the... Um, when it was in theaters before the movie started it had like a disclaimer that said like this movie deals with um with very sensitive with a very sensitive subject and it's not sexually explicit but like it you like viewer discretion advised basically you're gonna be
0: seeing two boys (laughs) kiss. yeah
1: it didn't say that but like yeah it like gave a warning which is like wild because this movie like by today's standards is very, very tame. yeah, it is <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I sort of picked this movie because the because of like how groundbreaking it was when it came out. Um, and I think it it handles things pretty well um, especially for like the time that it came out, where um like it sort of handles the subject of like, uh, the kind of queer experience that, like, somebody wants when they're coming out, where you have these two characters of, like, one prefers to be alone and, like, in the into the bar scene and that kind of thing, and then the other character is looking for a more, some might say, heteronormative lifestyle of, like, getting married and settling down and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... Um, at the time, the guy who came up with a story for the movie, he was a a gay guy who wanted that kind of lifestyle of, like, settling down with someone and then living with them. And he felt like all the guys he were meeting just, like, wanted to hook up, and, like, that was it. Um, And I think that was, like, a misconception amongst, like, a lot of straight people in America. They just thought, like, gay people just had sex, and that was it. So I think in that way, this movie's kind of groundbreaking by showing that, like we kind of all want the same thing we're like all different and we want different things mm-hmm. um yeah so i guess we should go into it let's get into it let's get into it um so this movie is um it's called making love it's a fictional story about um a married couple claire and uh what's his name uh, Zach. Zach. Which yeah. I
0: thought was kind of a young name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he's a doctor. Yeah, Dr. He's Zach. Doctor. <laughs> he's very cute. Yeah. He's um, Michael Antkeen. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Michael Antkeen from Twin Peaks, who's the sheriff.
0: Oh, I've never watched Twin Peaks. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. I did think the acting was really good in this movie. Yeah. Because well, you like Desert Hearts is like. It's a good movie, but the acting is very much so
1: 1981. Yeah, and I think the mo- the acting's good in Desert Heart.
0: It's good, but it was different. There was yeah. a different style. Like acting yeah. was just different in the eighties. Yeah, and it
1: felt <laughs> it was. You can tell. Yeah, you yeah. can tell
0: it's a little bit more. I think a little bit more over exaggerated sometimes. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I don't want to just like blanket statement that to all these <laughs> movies. That's not fair of me to say. But I do think that is something. And I would I think say it's the... a little like that in Desert Heart. So I just yeah. expected it to be like that. And make yeah. Me but it wasn't
1: yeah the the it's more uh, toned down I guess in this one I would say um, yeah so uh, Zach and Claire and she's a TV producer mm-hmm. and like,
0: hi she- highest for a woman at that time yeah yeah
1: that's a huge sort of thing in the movie too is that like she's this woman who like has a really high caliber career and um but she still wants to be a mom as well and like have this home life too which was like sort of a huge yeah (laughs) they both love this uh poet rupert brooke and that she wants to name their kid rupert um Yeah. And that was sort of like a progressive thing at the time when the movie was coming out of like, or that was sort of like a discussion going on of like for women of like, can you be a successful like career woman and like have a family too? Um, Which seems really like backwards now. But like at the time, it was more, I think, uh, up for discussion. Well, if I had to answer, I would say no. (laughs) and that's kind of like what the movie says too like that's like the kind of the least progressive part of the movie is that because at the end she does I'm just
0: kidding by the way disclaimer (laughs) I don't think everybody would know I'm kidding like I do not believe that a woman should be working and be a mom at the same time and that's my queer movie night (laughs) stance
1: but in the movie I guess you can't tell if she's still working but like by the end of the movie she has a kid and, and it seems like she's maybe a stay at home mom you can't really tell I don't know. Um the actress who plays her was in Charlie's Angels, which I was obsessed with as a kid, so Aww. yeah. Um and the third actor who plays Bart which is like the worst the name the worst name <laughs> <laughs> Zach has such a cute
0: name and then yeah. they put him with a guy named
1: Bart <laughs> <laughs> but the guy who plays Bart is very good looking oh and he's so
0: cute he's he was... Lisa Rinna's husband
1: oh really he have been
0: married for like 20 years yeah Harry 20.
1: Harry Hamlin mm-hmm. um, who I knew from a movie called Clash of the Titans ah, yeah. um, and I that was like one of my first gay crushes Other, I, I loved him so much in Clash oh, of the Titans he the spends odds. like a lot of the movie shirtless so yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the so there's a couple. They're very in love. They're buying a new house. Claire and Zach. Claire and Zach. Claire and Zach. And Zach is going through like this crisis of identity where he's maybe experiencing some attraction to men. He goes out to gay bars. He goes like cruising, but he can't follow through on it because there's something about the lifestyle that's not clicking with him. It's not what he wants. Then he sort of has this meet-cute moment with Bart, who's this famous author. Well, I don't know if famous is the right word, but he writes books, and some of them are Um, well-known. Up-and-coming, I guess, author. He's, like, working on a book that could potentially be a movie. Um, And they sort of hit it off right away. Um, They're, like, sort of flirting, but it's, like, veiled, like, careful flirting. Um, And then a relationship starts to develop between the two of them, and I think... um, it's sort of because they met in this natural way and not sort of this artificial way of like meeting in a bar, meeting cruising sort of type of thing. And so, um, Zach has to come to terms with like what his real feelings are and what he really wants. Um, and that all, all the, all the same time, Claire feels that he's like pulling away from her. And she's also struggling like to decide like what's more important, her family or her work. Like she's trying to like, put in a lot of projects at work and then she gets this big promotion so there's all this going on and then eventually it accumulates and zach wants a commitment from bart and bart is scared he's commitment phobic um but then he sort of zach puts in the work and tells claire that he's gay and like is planning on living that way um and then but Bart can't follow through. Um, And then the movie sort of cumulates with like a jump in time where you see that Claire and Zach sort of have patched things over. Um, And then um, Zach is in a happy relationship, but it's with someone else. And and you sort of get the sense that Bart has a new um, look on life where he's maybe considering that type of relationship. And he sort of had a Strong connection with Zach, and that's made him reconsider his priorities. But, but they don't get end up together. I know, yeah, yeah. I kind of like, yeah, and and then and part of me is like, I feel like if in another movie that might make me make me upset, but I kind of like that. I think it's realistic for like the time. And also, like, I think it's just realistic in general. Like, most of the time, your first love, I mean, I mean, I know you are a very special example where your first love did like work out, but like, most of the time, your first love doesn't work out. And yeah, and um, That's it's usually fair. not the person that you spend the rest of your life with. Um,
0: I'm a special case, I yeah, know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's on one hand, it's like I think we're just not programmed as humans to like be satisfied with an ending in a movie where people don't end up together Yeah yeah It's like why people like violently hate the movie The Breakup which I did in high school cuz yeah. I was like I don't end up Jenny yeah, Anderson yeah. and Vince Vaughn don't love each other anymore. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares now? But I didn't like it cuz it wasn't a good movie. Yeah, I guess that too. That too. But you know what I mean? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But you are right about that. And also like this is Zach's very first experience with this. Like yeah. maybe he needed I feel like he just like fell really hard for the first guy that he like really yeah. connected with. Yeah. So, well, and I think they both he needed to like live a little.
1: I think they both fell in love and they both sort of needed each other maybe they weren't necessarily a good match for long term but they needed each other at that time Yeah, because like Bart needed to (laughs) Bart (laughs) Bart needed to know that he could get close to people as opposed to just pushing people away Mm -hmm. and Zach needed to know that he that being with another man was in the cards for him basically Mm -hmm. um And I think that they helped each other in that way. And so I I do like that about this movie, and I like that the movie does still have, like, a happy ending, even though they don't end up with each other. Like, no one dies, and, like... Yeah. And Claire and Zach stay friends. They're it's she gets Claire. remarried. Yeah, Claire and gets remarried has and finally Rupert? has her baby. Yeah, and then
0: we don't meet Zach's beau, but we're, we're well, we do. Yeah, we he's
1: do? he's because um. So Claire and Zach have this friend that's a neighbor, um, who's like this really eccentric lady who says that she knew the oh, poet Winnie. Rupert, yeah, Winnie Rupert Brooke. Um, and she after the time jump, she passes away, and they get a phone call, and Zach's partner. Is the one that answers the phone, Oh. and he's like, "Hey, it's your brother. Um, Winnie passed away, and and Claire um, wanted you to know that. And so that's when Zach and that and he hadn't actually seen Claire since they broke up. So then he goes to the funeral and sees her there. Do you Did know they know? show him? Yeah, they do. He's like what this the hell? blonde guy. <laughs>
0: I did get up a couple times Maybe to like you got up pee and got a snack or something to get a snack <laughs> I for some reason this is so particular <laughs> ate two bananas during this movie <laughs> I don't love bananas yeah. I like them two in one movie now that's peculiar
1: Did you see this in
0: a theater No I watched it yesterday <laughs> in my home
1: <laughs> because
0: I was trying to this is. Uh, I was trying to work out my day specifically so I could <laughs> devote time to watch my. F- <laughs> oh, God. This is just a real quick pivot. My favorite, like one of my favorite, first gay soap opera couples. Uh, you know how people on YouTube like upload
1: just yes the, the compilation stories? yes 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 yes.
0: Well, I got started and I was like, oh, this will take me like maybe a couple hours because it was over the course of like one season. They're uh-huh. called. They're called. Natalia and Olivia from Guiding Light. And it was in like 2009. (laughs) Um, Oh, they're they're so hot. Anyway, (coughs) point is, I thought it was going to take me way less time than it did. (laughs) It took me so long. And I still don't even finish. I watched for five hours yesterday. Oh, my God. And then I was like, I really have to go to bed. I have to work in the morning. And I looked to see how much time was left. There were still three hours left. Of videos, but baby, was it the slowest, hottest bird. <laughs> but honestly, my ass was there for it. Okay, wow, hard pivot. The point was is that I was trying to get through. Okay, no effect, because that makes yeah, me yeah. sound really disrespectful to like the pics, too. For no, no. Minute. But I was like, I
1: gotta get to my hotel on my YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. app. Um, and this movie kind of moves <laughs> slow. <laughs> uh. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're okay. Um, this guy, movie kind of moves slow, so I understand that, like, feeling like you can come and back come um, and go. I don't know. Real, real quick, yeah.
0: Uh, how many time jumps have there been in movies? If y'all have talked about,
1: um, there's I like, it's like the
0: third or fourth time, like a movie that has a time jump. That's a
1: that's a good question. <laughs> mm, sorry, um, um, there's one in Call Me by Your Name, right? Yes. Yeah. There's one in this one. Elena Undone. Elena Undone. That's one I was thinking of. Um, uh,
0: I can't think straight. There is one.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh.
0: Anyway. Well, now this is just a fun thing I want to do. Um. <laughs> what else? Probably, Professor Marston. There's yeah. Time there's jump.
1: there's a few time jumps in that. Yeah, one. Yeah. There is.
0: Wow. We've, we we Is it one. a movie thing or is it a game movie thing? I mean, I mean a time jump is a classic thing
1: to do. Yeah, and I also think it happens a lot in romances, especially because like you want to see like where they are a few years yeah. after. There's a
0: time time jump in the breakup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> when they saw each other on the street at the end and they're like, Hey, hey, what's up? And you think they're gonna get back together. And they have small talk and uh, then they come back. Have keep you ever walking. seen
1: the way they were? Oh, uh, the time jump at the Don't end of that. Is so good.
0: I that movie. Uh, the first time I watched that movie, I was so upset for like an hour. It's after uh, it's
1: devastating. It's so good it's and so it's good. so disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> there was supposed to be a sequel of it, and I'm really <laughs> <laughs> misty watercolor memories of the way we were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> What are some moments that you enjoyed in the movie or things that you liked?
0: Um, I liked. I actually found. Or didn't like. I found Bart to be very charming. Yeah. I like that. He's I, very I,
1: flirty and He's like, very yeah, flirty. Yeah. But I,
0: you know what I liked? I like that for a movie made about, like. And this is actually the same for Desert Hearts because we're just lumping them together for when it was made. Like, the men aren't overly effeminate.
1: Or, and yeah. like,
0: not even that. It's just like. Nobody is like cliche gay.
1: Yeah, there's no really stereotypes.: Yeah, th- yeah.
0: Th- that's what I was being yeah. to say.: Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked that, and I thought when they actually like made love for the first time, it was very lovely.: Yeah. and it was the, um, very romantic. Yeah. And-
1: the part where they're kissing is the two actors, but then the part where they're um, having sex is actually two body doubles why because um the actors would not simulate sex together
0: are you kidding yeah. but they would kiss and yeah. it was a very sensual kiss yeah yeah are you fucking kidding <laughs> sorry and they
1: yeah so they told so that so yeah, I know. Our, i'm
0: trying to not make this an explicit <laughs> episode i'm trying
1: to keep my f's to a low but number. um yeah so they uh the two actors were okay with the kissing but then they said we're not gonna pretend to have sex with each other and they were like and the producer and the writer and the director were like well there's probably not we're not probably not going to show that anyway but then later on the director was like no I, I actually want to see them making love with, to each other um, so they hired two they hired two like call boys that looked like the actors to pretend to have sex yeah. in the movie.
0: Well, but they barely show any. Yeah, it's,
1: like, very far away. It's, like, away. A, it's like it's one like, of those it's classic... Sweet, sweet, like, moment. scenes where
0: people yeah. are just slowly rolling yeah. around in a bed. Yeah. And you're, like, they're not doing anything in particular. Yeah. They're just holding each other and rolling around.
1: Yeah. And the two actors... I mean, this was during the time where, like, you could... Playing a gay person could, like, ruin your career. So, like... A lot of people were approached for the role of Zach that did not take it. Harrison Ford was considered to play Zach. Um, Michael Douglas was considered to play Zach and Michael Douglas was actually in talks for, for, for a while but his agent was like, do not kiss a man on screen. Do not do that. It'll ruin your career. Oh my God. Yeah. And um, and if so the, I think those the two actors thing. were very uh, aware of that and like even when they did see that the movie was done and they saw that the... The, they had done that scene with the two body tables. They were like, that was so wrong of them to do that and like not tell us that they were going to do that. Um,
0: it's, it's like at that point, though, you're already making the movie. You're yeah. already kissing each other. I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah. It, what's the point? What's yeah. the point then? You, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good example of something and I can't <laughs> I can think about our poop analogy. <laughs> like, I, don't, I cannot, no, I'm not going <laughs> to...
1: Um, I was gonna say it's like pooping yeah. and wiping with toilet I really stare, but I don't love think that the. Makes sense. Yeah, I really love the um, <laughs> the love scene in this movie though because it's like that whole segment of the movie is probably my favorite part because it's the part where um, Zach sort of where they both say out loud that they're gay, and then well at least Bart does, and then they have this really sweet kiss and then they like immediately go to the bedroom, but it's like such a sweet, like sensual moment. It's mm-hmm. like a very it's it's very like well done and I think it's very simple. There's not like any super like artsy sex scene stuff going on. Yeah. So I really like that part. Um it's also uh, another tidbit of the movie. It's also part of the movie the movie was very marketed like in a vague way, so people didn't really know that it was a gay movie, which I don't know <laughs> why they put like all three of the people on the poster. So it kind of looked like it might've been a love triangle between the two guys and the wife, Claire. Um, But like when the two guys kiss in the movie, like people like screamed and like left the movie theater and like were mad. What? Yeah.
0: Doesn't it make you so glad yeah. that we don't live in that time? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrendous. Could yeah. you imagine being in a movie theater and yeah. people screaming when they saw two men kissing? Yeah, on I know. Screen? Yeah.
1: That would be horrifying. I can It's called living in Alabama. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so yeah. Bad. So this movie was like really groundbreaking at the time, <laughs> and like even just like from a simple kiss, people were like, "Oh no, that's awful." Blah blah. blah. So yeah. that's wild. Um, a weird part of the movie that like I think must have been sort of new at the time is this like personal interview type of thing going on
0: yeah i didn't love that yeah
1: i'm not the biggest fan of it but i think it was probably like sort of new when they did it because i think it makes it seem like very tv movie-ish or something like that um and i do like the way that it's used in the very beginning of the movie where um where bart and claire are talking about zach and you think they're talking about each other and then there's this reveal that they're actually talking about um this other guy at the same time Mm -hmm. so that i do like that part of it but other than that um i don't and sometimes i feel like the monologues that they do aren't necessarily relevant to the what's going on in the movie um but it does give you this sort of idea of their internal life. But it's like one of the weirder quirks of the movie that I think, if it were made now, it probably wouldn't be in. It, yeah. It seems like of its time.
0: It's like weird ass. Is that what that what the improv form is where you talk to the audience like that, like in an interview style? Yeah. You know what I'm talking
1: about? I don't know. I don't remember. Stephanie, what, Wern- I didn't know how to call. Oh, it's called weird ass or, something. or we- weird ass. ass. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Right? Didn't we all learn that in improv classes? I I well it's I used to when I was in improv class there there's like I've I've done an exercise before where it's like you're doing a scene and then like they call one person and then that person does like an internal monologue Uh, Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I think it's similar. I think the weird thing of of it in this movie is that it's never contextualized. You don't, like, because at first you're like, okay, what are they interviewing for? Like, are they on TV or, like, but it's never... It's like
0: just breaking the fourth wall for kind of no reason. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's kind of weird. Um, But it does give you this, like, sort of inner life to, like, what's going on in their head, I guess. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that he goes to the gay bar right in the beginning. Yeah. And, and also, I'm... I love that Bart orders a Miller Lite. I really <laughs> identified with
1: that. <laughs> I like that the gay bar is like sort of like like a um, hole in the wall kind of like trashy bar but it's not gross no it's, it like, it's nice. depicted, like it's I'd not depicted it's not depicted in a way of like of like here's where nasty gay sex yes, happens yes which
0: is I think like a trope of yeah. like older movies oh, like
1: for that. sure and this movie was came out right after Cruising which is like notoriously a movie that like Really makes gay nightlife look like really awful, like disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. William Friedkin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think they were very conscious of that, and they actually, the director actually like asked to like go to gay bars to like see what they were like, and like he was very interested in like getting it authentic and That's things good. like that. Yeah.
0: The director is kind of famous.
1: Yes, he's a he's a really big director. He was supposed to direct a movie called The Verdict. And then he read this movie, the script for this movie, and he was so moved by it that he decided to direct it. And he's actually, I think, maybe our first straight director. I could be wrong, but he's—I think—he's the first straight director of the movie. The writers for this movie were both gay, but they were closeted at the time. Um, But they were both gay writers. Arthur Hiller was the
0: director. Yeah. He
1: also directed *The Silver Streak*. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) he's directed a lot of really big (laughs) movies um yeah and there were a lot of big people on this movie um it had it, It's just like kind of crazy that like they all got together and did this, and and it's not very it's not very well known. Like a lot of m- most people don't know it unless you're like really into looking at queer cinema. Um, it was hard to find. It's hard to it's find. It's like not available it wasn't, on the Roku. Anywhere. It wasn't released on DVD until <laughs> it wasn't released for like home video, and that was like on DVD until *Brokeback Mountain* came out. Whoa. Yeah, and they were like. I think they were just like, well, Brokeback Mountain did well. Let's see if we can make this money on this movie that, like, we released so many years ago. So that's kind of crazy. Um, and when it first came out, like, the first weekend, it had, like, this amazing opening, and then the next weekend, like, no one saw it. Oh,
0: no. Yeah. It's because they found out about the gay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but but – um, <laughs> <laughs> I look at Nick like so sad
1: <laughs> oh Nick did you hear that they found out about the game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame I,
0: I, I try to believe that 1982 is one of the greatest years in cinema and this is not a good case for that year <laughs>
1: What are, what are the best but movies in it is. Of I mean the movie got made by like a huge That's, company yeah yeah and like a lot of like the two people who made it happen like at the company were like two <laughs> women who were like really who one of the women had worked on Kramer vs. Kramer which was a really big movie mm-hmm. um so a lot of people were they were trying to like do something new and something different and I think they they really opened the door to like a lot of other movies that came afterwards um so I think I I like this movie Um, I think I wouldn't call it like my favorite movie it's like not like the best of the best but I think it gets a lot of things right and like it has really good intentions Um, and also I I feel a little conflicted about it because it does sit a little close to home for me Um, because for my parents like my parents split up because my dad was gay as well so like that's kind of wild um and it wasn't it wasn't as um uh friendly I guess of a breakup or whatever um so I don't know I I like the this movie for the way that um it it fully like develops all the characters and you get like all of their point of view and that sort of thing um and i like that it has a good ending but it's still like realistic yeah yeah
0: it could have ended badly
1: yeah it could have ended very badly like where
0: or i feel like they even like uh, it like could a have trope like, is like they he could have just stayed with claire
1: yeah i think that If the movie had been made like a few years earlier and if it had been written by like a straight person, he would have left Bart and like stayed with Claire Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Yeah. One of the really, um, one of the parts of the movie that like kind of makes me cringe, but I also think is well done is the scene where Claire finds the phone number in his jacket and then she goes to the guy's house. Yeah. Um, And it's like that part of it. Makes me sort of dislike Claire, but it's also, like, her behavior is understandable, I think, for the time and, like, what she's dealing with. And she was, like, really in love with this person, and they're, like, best friends. Yeah. And, um, I I think that's, like, what bothers me, like, this is probably, like, too personal, but, like, with my parents, it's, like, I feel like they were best friends, and they should have just been best friends. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, like, I don't know, that's difficult to watch of, like, her... And she... This guy doesn't even remember him because, like, he didn't hook up with him. But, like, she assumes that they did. So it's sort of, like, this assumption that comes with, like, the queer lifestyle of, like, oh, he has this man's number in his pocket. They must have hooked up and th- that yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Any other thoughts or... Um, before no. we Before we rate the movie?
0: No, I thought it was... I feel, like, so bad i feel like i i <laughs> disrespected it by saying that i tried to get through it to watch my Italia no. no, no. <laughs> but um i think for like when it was made and for what it accomplished it's a pretty big d
1: yeah it's a pretty big deal it's like it's a pretty chill like not very if the movie was made today like it would have to be much better like oh yeah like it would have to be it would have to have more nuance but like for when it was made, like it was groundbreaking for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you want to rate it? Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the Vita Russo test, which is basically a Bechtel esque test. Um, uh, about queer representation in film. So uh, there are, the first rule is that it has to have characters that identify as LGBTQ. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to, those characters have to uh, be more than a stereotype or are more than um, just their sexuality, which they are. They have fully formed um, personalities and quirks. Um, and then the third is that they have to be important enough to the plot that, their removal would change it substantially which obviously it would. All those things so it passes for Vita Rosa with flying colors um, do you want to write first or do you want me to write first?
0: What do you think?
1: Um, Do you want me to rate Actually,
0: I'm going to rate first. Okay, great. I'm going to go out of my comfort zone this week, everybody.
1: <laughs> I'm going
0: to rate first.
1: Can you tell them what the Kinsey scale is? Sure.
0: Uh, Here at Queer Movie Night, we rate the movies based on the Kinsey scale. Zero being completely heterosexual. Five being completely homosexual. Six. Six. Oops. <laughs> 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 okay, I was on a roll. I was doing really you were, well. You were doing really well. Damn it. Damn it. Um, and here at Queer Movie Night, it's the second time I've said that, Um. <laughs> The, the more homosexual, the better the movie. Yeah. Um I'm gonna give this movie a four. Okay. But I think I might change it <laughs> 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 as soon as it came out. Is of my it mouth. because you
1: thought it was on the five scale and so the six scale? Aired? I don't know. <laughs> I
0: think I think if this movie were made now exactly the same way, it would have a lower rating for yes, me. Yes, for sure. But me too. For actually for like the it seems like the people who made it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: cared about it yeah and wanted it to be a good story yeah and it doesn't didn't i just feel like it could have gone in such a worse um it just could have it could have gone down in such a worse way i mean obviously like you said that another movie came out like right around the same time that was so so offensive and bad um so for that reason and the fact that like I felt like that like the acting was good mm-hmm. and
1: and the, and this was one of the first queer movies where gay characters were portrayed as full people as opposed to like villains or right. like someone to be ridiculed, someone to be killed off, mm-hmm. a sort of someone to pity. They were like actually actualized people as opposed to like some somebody like in cruising where they're just like sort of bad guys or or people to be killed off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think I'm gonna go with four, but mm-hmm. honestly,
1: you know me, and whatever you say, I'm gonna probably <laughs> change. My I think name- that's a great score for it. Um, okay. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna give it a five, okay. but, um, but I agree. If it was made now, it would need to do better for me. I think one of the things. Um, I almost might change it to a four, but I'm going to stick with a five because that's what I Whoa, said. Whoa,
0: that would be a first in queer yeah. <laughs> and history. Oh my God, a baby. Well, your them. number to mine?
1: <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, because I do think that um, with uh, Harry Hamlin's character, Bart, I wish that he either. Because I, I think they do this really interesting thing where he is a character who is um more promiscuous and like well promiscuous is the wrong word he's more open about having sex and like hooking up with people and which i think is a great form of expressing yourself if that's what you're into um and i think there's a lot of people who shame queer people for being that way um and I think the movie does write with this a lot of the time, especially with the bar scene and things like that. like you get the idea that they were sensitive about that um but they I think there is a slight tinge to it where the audience is supposed to like look at Zach and feel like Zach is doing it the right way, and Bart is not yeah and so and I don't agree with that i I personally um. I personally relate more to Zach. Like, that's the kind of lifestyle that I veer towards. But I think that Bart's lifestyle is also equally as acceptable and great. Um, And they sort of make it seem like he's going to go back. At the end of the movie, they sort of make it seem like he's maybe going back on, like, what he thinks. And, like, and that's totally fine as well because I do get the impression that, like, bart had problems with his dad and like he doesn't think he can make a real connection that type of thing um but i also i think that it could have been a little more nuanced in a way that um if the movie was made today it would be more nuanced in a way that it would say being a gay person who just likes to sleep with people and like have fun is fine too Mm -hmm. um so i think that's that's why i would give it a lower score as opposed otherwise i think it's really great depictions of queer people like like we said before there's not really any stereotypes um they're both just like sort of people um there was actually some negative feedback from uh some queer people at the time because they felt like the movie um heteronormalized queer relationships and they were like yeah queer relationships aren't like straight relationships but i don't know i think that's a little harsh um, yeah
0: and it's kind of a big generalization to make yeah
1: yeah about like all queer people yeah exactly um and mm. i think th- that this is a bigger discussion but like i think saying like that monogamous relationships and blah 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 it's a lot to say that that's like a heteronormative lifestyle and like I think it's really I don't know it's a bigger discussion to have about like what behavior is queer and what behavior is heteronormative mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think this movie got a lot right and I think it um, what, it was made with a lot of thought and good intention um, uh, but if it was made today it would need some work Mm-hmm. um yeah so our next episode is should we plug or the well let's plug and then do yeah. the next episode um so That's how you're supposed
0: to do it <laughs> also just so everybody knows i don't know if nick you can hear it but it sounds like i'm farting like over and over and really? over really I, I, I
1: didn't hear it my
0: chair makes a noise it sounds like i'm farting here's the thing so. i'm a farter i am <laughs> i fart a lot
1: Deborah's coming out as a far- farter oh, right here. Oh, everybody <laughs> listens to this podcast already knows Debra,
0: about my farts. Real quick, can, what? You, can you explain that you're a farter, but in a dramatic tone, so I can put some dramatic music underneath this? You guys won't believe what happened to me the other day. <laughs> I looked into the mirror and I saw someone I didn't recognize. <laughs> saw the crazy i saw this insane thing looking back at me it was a woman who just farted (laughs) 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 it smelled like (laughs) eggs (laughs) (laughs) it smelled like
1: eggs (laughs)
0: yeah i don't think was that good enough to put in my showcase this year i don't think it was actually where's your showcase um, tonight. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> I'd maybe workshop it a little more before. I know night. I should test it out. <laughs> <laughs> God, um, so, it. Yeah, so Deborah is not really farting. She's not uh, ashamed of farting, but she's not really farting right That's now. That's
0: exactly the point I was trying to make, but you did it in a much more eloquent, shorter way.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Queer like, Movie this- Night.
0: And you can follow Peyton on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Peyton Cody Lynch and me on Twitter and Facebook at Deborah Duncan and Deborah D Bag on Instagram.
1: And please uh, rate us, subscribe to us. If you leave a bad rating, please (laughs) tell us why you're leaving a bad rating. Thank you.
0: Please, (laughs) We'd like to know, I think. (laughs) I think I'd like to know.
1: Mm. What's the next pick? Um, So next week, or in, in two weeks, we have a guest pick. Our guest is our very good friend, Chrissy Hartzell, and her pick is My Own Private Idaho. Very nice. I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a it's a classic, I think. Okay. I've, I've never seen it either, but it's considered a classic, so I'm excited. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for being queer. And thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, you for, for being, being queer. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's a weird tip. both trying yeah. to harmonize, and then we're like, <laughs> and then we failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.